This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. Good morning and welcome to Radio Church. My name is Alicia and I am part of Student Christian Movement Otago, an ecumenical group on campus with the Bible in one hand and the newspaper in the other. Before we get started on our program, I want to thank the folks at Otago Access Radio for making Radio Church possible every week. So this morning we will be reflecting on the issues of conflict and peace, especially what this means in the church environment. The reason for this theme today is because in the last month I've been reflecting on this because I've been involved in several ecumenical church committees and assemblies where we're all coming from different backgrounds, different cultural knowledge, different church traditions, and we're bound to disagree on a few things. This gets especially tricky when issues of justice are involved, and sometimes it's thought by some that we shouldn't talk about it because we're going to disagree so we should just leave it rather than fight, essentially. What this means is that pressing issues get left unaddressed to avoid conflict rather than to solve the issues together. This is a situation in all environments, not just the church, but I think as Christians we have this unique call that we are supposed to be united, even through conflict. So the question is raised, how do we have healthy conflict in churches? How do we disagree and still work together in the end? In light of coming from different perspectives and backgrounds, we'll be listening to music from a variety of church traditions this morning. We all bring unique music, unique cultures, and are all part of God's kingdom together. So please enjoy listening to the variety of worship this morning as we reflect on the theme.
A reading from the book of Micah, chapter 6. With what shall I come before the Lord, and bow down before the exalted God? Shall I come before him with burnt offerings, with calves a year old? Will the Lord be pleased with thousands of rams, with ten thousand rivers of olive oil? Shall I offer my firstborn for my transgression, the fruit of my body for the sin of my soul? He has shown you, O mortal, what is good. And what does the Lord require of you? To act justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God.
Reading from Ephesians 4 As a prisoner for the Lord, then, I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you have received. Be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. Make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. There is one body and one Spirit, just as you were called to one hope when you were called. One Lord, one faith, one baptism. One God and Father of all, who is over all, through all, and in all. So, about two months ago, I was going overseas to Berlin. The reason I went to Berlin was I was the New Zealand delegate for the World Student Christian Federation, um, which is the umbrella for Student Christian Movement, the organisation I'm part of in Otago. What this means is that there was uh, over 80 or so delegates from all over the world, all involved in the same organisation, not necessarily from the same church backgrounds as we're ecumenical, but same organisation, same principles and values that we were following. And we all gathered in Berlin to to go over proposed amendments, to look at our future planning, like what are our priorities for the next four or so years. And also on proposed public statements that we want to bring to the floor. All of of which, of course, were up for discussion and debate. As you can imagine, with the variety of opinions and perspectives in the room, we ended up disagreeing quite a bit. We also agreed on a lot of other things as well. I think we did end up agreeing more than we disagreed, which is always good. But it sort of got me thinking of how can we all be part of one organisation but still find a lot to disagree with. And this can be much further expanded into the wider church, not just between denominations, as we know we have over 30,000 denominations in the world. So there's been a lot of disagreement in Christianity. But we also have disagreement in our own denominations about how do we respond to financial issues, to theological issues, but the ones that always get the most heated is often when we're dealing with modern social justice issues, such as incorporating Te Tiriti in our churches, to, you know, the inclusion of Te Reo Māori, um, the inclusion of LGBTQ plus people, where do they sit in the church? And <clears throat> multiple, sorry, I have a bit of a cough right now, multiple other issues, um, come up regularly um how do we deal with abortion and all these issues get quite heated understandably because we're dealing with people's lives this is not um abstract theological exercises these are very real repercussions on people's lives but we come into it um knowing that we're probably not going to change the opinion of the other people. But we are meant to work together. So how do we do that as a church? How do we 
move on these social justice issues um, when we disagree and what happens when we disagree but we still choose an action forward because we need to continue working with people that have stated um, their disagreements with us. I think this is especially challenging because, as I said before, we are called to unity. We are called to actually continue working with people, not just leave, not just not just ignore our the rest of our denomination or ignore the other church bodies, the other denominations, or even just individual, ignore the other individual. So maybe church is called to actually do conflict healthily. I think because we've seen so much disagreement and we know what disagreement causes, we end up, we don't want to fight. Of course we don't, no one wants to fight because it's uncomfortable for all of us. But sometimes when we say we're not going to discuss, we're not going to talk about anything because we know it will lead to disagreement, there's a lot of people that end up feeling that they're not listened to. So what's, what's the win-win situation? Well, maybe we are called to keep God at the centre. So that's what we are as Christians. So what does it mean when we keep God at the center? Well, as we see from Micah, keeping God at the center isn't about keeping the order going, keeping tradition going, keeping festivities going. It's about how we treat those around us, how we, how we enact justice, how we follow mercy, how we love one another. So part of that is listening to people because we cannot enact justice if we don't find out what's wrong. We can't love people if we silence them. But it's also about once we hear people, how do we work this out? How do we discern from a way that respect, uh, respects people? the ones that we listen to, but also the ones that we work with. Part of that is hearing it out, but also part of that is, is learning when to, dis when to agree to disagree, which can always be a hard thing, especially whether we're in a church or in a working environment. Agreeing to disagree is not always the most satisfying end, but sometimes that's what it means if we want to continue working together. It doesn't, sometimes that's misinterpreted to the, we agree to disagree, so let's not talk about it. But maybe it should be a, we agree to disagree, so let's both continue to pursue justice and we trust one another that we'll get there together. This is a very complicated topic that obviously I can't give all the, I'm not giving all the answers to in one seven minute session because it's so dependent on people and people make mistakes people say the wrong things people get heated and emotional when we deal with subjects close to our hearts so how do we 
care for people. Maybe it's not so much about avoiding conflict, but about how do we create the environments we need to have everyone heard, everyone cared for, so that justice may be our goal. I wanted to read a section from one of Martin Luther King's sermons back in 1956 or so about peace. The background is that he talks about a student, Authorine Lucy, who went into camp, a black student, who went into an all-white campus. She was uh, ridiculed with crosses being burned, eggs and bricks thrown with her. The mob jumped on the car as she was trying to leave. And for her own safety, it was decided that she is to leave the university. That's what it was put. The next day after this black student was driven out of an all-white university in Alabama, the newspaper read that there is peace on the campus today at the University of Alabama. So what this peace was at a great price. It was a peace that had been purchased at the price of an inept trustee board coming to the whims of a vicious mob, as Martin Luther King said. Peace, this text is saying in substance, peace is not merely the absence of some negative force, war, tensions, confusions, but it is the presence of a positive force, justice, goodwill, the power of the kingdom of God. I had a long talk the other day with a man about the bus situation. He discussed the peace being destroyed in the community, the destroying of good race relations. I agree that there is more tension now, but peace is not merely to absent the absence of this tension, but the presence of justice. And even if we didn't have this tension, we still wouldn't have positive peace. Yes, it is true that if the black man accepts his place, accepts exploitation and injustice, there will be peace. But it will be an obnoxious peace. It would be a peace that boiled down to stagnant complacency deadening passivity, and this means I don't want that peace. I think these words by Martin Luther King sums up why we need to do conflict well in the church, why we are actually called to learn to do conflict well. Because if we don't we do, and we fail to pursue that justice together, we keep a passive peace, a peace that is not about justice, it's not about freedom, but it is about avoiding conflict. So let's bring this amongst other fellow Christians. How do we, when we are with people that we disagree with, in assemblies we disagree with, that how do we make that space a place where everyone can be heard, but justice can prevail? I don't have the question, so I'll leave that to you. But let's continue reflecting into our week. And I hope you enjoy the rest of the music as we end our program today from diverse church traditions around the world. Thank you.
This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.